This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford. I'm the host of the show here with David Witt, the CEO of SOM International, and with Russell Stendhal, the director of SOM Latin America. Russell, lots been going on with you uh, and with your Bible distribution. There's a movie coming out. But David, you have a lot of things that are on your mind, too. Russell's ministry is vast. It's multifaceted. So give us a little bit of update about what's happening with SOM as it relates to Latin America. Well, yeah, Mark, Russell and I have had a wonderful time this weekend as we've been together with the whole Stendhal clan and premiere of the Parish of Pines, which we're going to talk more about that in some another episode here and have some of the cast members. And Russell and I got in the conversation of just leadership because obviously with all that he carries and what he's doing with the Bible distribution specifically, the radio and so much of the practical support, he has to constantly make decisions on the field. Mm. And really trust the Lord yeah. for the people he works with, uh, whether they're sheep and wolves clothing right. or whether they're just in the process, the Holy Spirit's working on them and they're a, a vessel for the Lord's righteousness. And Russell mm. really brought some great insight. So I asked him to come on and, and to talk about that. And so, Russell, welcome back. It's exciting what God's doing. And just out of the gate, Russell, I'd like you to just jump in immediately and tell you about how has the Lord really matured you through Christ-like discernment of people you could trust and people you can't trust? Well, there's everyday um, issues that uh, we can pick up on. I like to spend a couple of days in our home with them before we decide to you know, confer responsibility on someone, whether they're a Christian or not. And we work in a lot of difficult areas where you can't import people from outside the area. So we have to use the people we have for guides or for uh, monitoring equipment, that essential equipment that needs to run on a transmitter site or things like this. And so I take a good look at how their family life is, and, you know, whether their wife and kids respect them, how they treat their horses or mules, even what the relationship is with their dog. You, you can tell a lot. And, you know, we don't think to do this sometimes with Christians. We, we evaluate them for their performance in a given meeting or evangelistic event. And sometimes when you spend a couple days in the home of a Christian, their family life isn't all that Christian. One well-known leader, and he had me over to his house for a couple days, and he was giving a steady stream of orders to his wife, and she didn't comply with any of it. Not one thing wow. <laughs> to to help him out even in the slightest. Yeah, and Russell, immediately I just want to comment on that because it's brilliant insight. One is I think of the proverb that says that a righteous man takes care of his animals. And, and you know, that's that's not just something new. That's biblical that a righteous man cares for all of God's creation and that, you know, you're looking for that. The other thing that I've also seen too as I've traveled is you don't really know somebody until you're in their home until you interact in their life, because that's basic kingdom 101, is we're to know each other in intimate relationship, and we'll know them by their fruits. And we can't get to know somebody by their fruits until there is some close interaction. So keep on going. Yeah, so if you have somebody, even though they're claiming to be a Christian, and they're really living in the flesh instead of being led by the Spirit, and you take them into a dangerous situation, a risky situation, then that uh, causes risk for everyone involved in the team. 
So Russell, tell us a little bit about, you know, when, when you're bringing staff on, when you're bringing on new leaders, you're saying you're bringing them in, into your home. What, what are some other criteria you're, you're looking for as far as how you're identifying people who are, you know, the right fit for your organization, who are right lieutenants in your, in your organization? Uh, you know, what, what are some things you're looking for specifically? Well, we don't use headhunters and we don't look at bios or their resumes. What we do is, if the if there's a person you know that's available, and we're basically want to answer one question: Did the Lord send us this person or not? And if we can answer that question, then we know what to do with the person. So when somebody goes south, you go, you know what? I got this person who is in the wrong spot in my organization. How have you guys handled that over the years? Well, we like to give people liberty to be led by the Spirit, and people can't grow unless they have enough room to make what we call honest mistakes. But you can't have people repeating the same mistakes over and over and not learning. And then there's a line you can cross between what I would call an honest mistake, where somebody was actually trying to do the right thing and it backfired and didn't turn out to be the right thing in the end, and we've all had that happen to us. But then there's what I call dishonest mistakes where the person knows full well that what they're doing isn't beneficial to the organization and isn't pleasing to God, and they keep doing it. And when somebody right. insists along there, that's not going to turn out well. So there's there's a few things I think of as a, as also an organizational leader. When, it, when it, you have a ministry that's as vast as your ministry is, it's as multifaceted as your, as your ministry. And you think about, okay, we're going to grow this to the next level. We're going to try to scale this. We're going to try to you know decentralize some of the leadership so that we can grow. Like, what are your thoughts about how you scale an organization like yours so that it can grow and so it can sustain itself over the long haul? Well, ours is kind of in compartments, kind of like a submarine, you know, so that if a compartment gets sunk, it doesn't take the whole ship down with it. And so we only make, you know, information about the other aspects of the ministry available as necessary. We don't bring everyone together in big meetings and tell them everything about it everywhere. We're more regional, keep certain things separate. We have to watch it with other organizations too, who may be organizations that are good to fellowship with, but they're really looking for our contracts and then they're going to try and take them away from us and use them for themselves. Yeah, and Russell, after the break, I want to comment on just the leadership style I've been able to observe over these nearly 20 years that we've been in relationship together and how I've been inspired and encouraged by that. So, Mark, go ahead and take us out, and then we'll talk some more after the break. Yeah, well, At Risk Radio is a leadership podcast, and so to that end, we'll be talking more about organizational leadership with Russell Stendhal when we get back. Stay tuned. At Risk Radio. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot. More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved. 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead, and Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity and the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but but not ordained, you see. The Duluth Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? I am. My brother heard you preaching. He said you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down. I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with that God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man who would become a giant. 
The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com. theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. I'm also online with Russell Stendhal. He's the director of SOM Latin America. Now, we're talking a lot about leadership and as a leadership podcast, all of us deal with leading organizations. And so, David, you had a few things that were on your mind, some observations you had made as Russell is overseeing the many aspects of his organization down in Latin America. What are some of the things that you've observed, David? Yeah, Russell, in our many years uh, being together and on the field, I've been able to watch you interact with hundreds of leaders in the government, in business sector, in the church sector. And and it's been really inspiring. I've learned so much myself. And one of the things that I've noticed to comment on your compartmentalization is you've been able, been able to discern well the capacity of a person's heart and calling and, and the level they can be trusted. You know, Jesus, that's obviously the Holy Spirit. And and in unity with Christ, uh, it talks about when Christ, it says that he knew the heart of man and did not trust himself to them. And and so that's, I think, so important to leadership that we try to empower people, but we can only empower them to the level in which they've matured to. And so that's been really key. And then the second thing, as you were talking, that I've noticed is how you really do empower people, though, once you give a, a job or responsibility, you don't micromanage it and try to control it. You really let them grow and even make mistakes. I don't know if you want to comment on that, how important it is for leaders when they empower somebody to really let them flourish or not flourish. Um, any thoughts towards that or more comments of what I've observed in you on that? Well, if we give them enough room to make mistakes, we don't stifle their creativity. But we do have to make sure that, you know, they're not about to make a fatal mistake. And even at the best of, of leadership, yeah. we can't guarantee that people aren't going to make fatal mistakes. I mean, Judas was right there next to the Lord and look at the mistake that he made. And obviously the Lord was trying to head him off. And even at the Last Supper was trying to give him another opportunity to take a different road but uh, Judas was locked onto it because love of money in his heart and other problems that had been festering. I'm glad you brought up Judas because again here we see Christ's love for Judas wanting to like you said head him off from his own destruction. Picks Judas knowing obviously his his weaknesses theft and puts him the, as the treasure not because Jesus is worried about the money. He wants Judas, obviously, to deal with his sin and brokenness. And, and that's, ama that's amazing leadership when you're willing to walk with people, even through failure, to hopefully find freedom. And another thing is, is because he gave Judas that treasure role, that protected everyone else from being uh, over-tempted beyond what they might have been able to endure at that time in their development. And so, um, interesting you know, the way the Lord runs these things. My, my dad said that if we can learn from other people's mistakes, then we won't have to make our own mistakes. And fortunately, I've had really good friends and mentors, successful Christian leaders like uh, William Cameron Townsend. We, we grew up very close to him, to Uncle Cam. Uh, Lauren Cunningham of YWAM that I knew since I was a little kid. And they all gave 
great advice. And also, I was able to, you know, notice things that I would have, I realized that sooner or later, I would have more responsibility and ways in which I could use that responsibility more effectively by watching them. Lauren Cunningham said that one of the keys that he looks at when he lets leaders loose is, does God intervene and discipline them when they need it? In other words, if somebody starts to go off track, do we have to catch that you know, with an executive committee or with some oversight? Or does God jump on it? Well, it's still just a wrong uh, desire in their heart and nail it before it can fester. And the end guarantee is if God is really on, on top of things, and that will be the case if the person is totally submitted to the Lord. Well, and, and Russell, that's a good segue here to the last part of the podcast. I want to talk about, because you brought up the corruption even in you know Christian leadership, sometimes Christians hide behind titles and they you know they have their pastors and leaders, but you found the corruption there, and then at the same time you found non-believers and seekers who are really walking it in a way more of integrity and Holy Spirit's working their lives. They don't even know, know the author. Let's eat it. right before the show. We were talking about in the news came out at Home Depot's in Florida. There's a pastor who was involved in an organized ring who had a halfway house. And he was the head boss in esconding millions of dollars over many years. You know, obviously, even the the article says he obviously missed um, the law, do not steal. So here's a guy who, again, pastor of a church, halfway house to people in recovery, and yet his life full of corruption. That's obviously somebody we wouldn't trust, even though he has the title, it seems like he should be a trustworthy guy. Comment on that. Uh, again, how important it is we, we use that discernment when working with people. Well, anytime we build a bridge or something such as a halfway house, people can travel both directions. In other words, there are you know things that can be used to get somebody out of somewhere they need to get out of and back into uh, the place where God wants to take them. But uh, it's also possible for somebody to reverse course and head the opposite direction down the pathway that we've created. And so uh, we have to really watch it because the worst errors in, that uh, can be committed aren't when someone deviates by a few degrees one way or the other. It's when they get back in the flesh, the, the decisions that they're going to make are going to be absolutely 180 degrees reversed from what the Holy Spirit wants. So, yeah, you're saying that pastor met those in recovery halfway. He came their direction, too, apparently. Yeah, too far their direction, yeah. Scripture talks about God disciplines or proves those whom he loves. We all had to be proved. We need to prove those that we're discipling. So thank you, Russell, for today. Great insights. We always love having you on the podcast. Well, hey, we want to, first of all, thank you, Russell, yeah, for being on the show. Hey, if you want to step out in being a leadership and be, being connected with those who are risky much for Jesus, uh, you can get involved, first of all, by subscribing to our newsletter. It, it, Russell's uh, organization is featured in our newsletter on just about just about every issue. <laughs> we have a usually a whole section about all the various things that Russell is doing. If you want to get that newsletter and keep up to date with all that's happening with his ministry and with getting Bibles to Venezuela and, and the, the movies and film pieces he's putting out, the books that he's writing, you want to sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Uh, you can also help this podcast by subscribing to it, by sharing it with a friend, by leaving comments. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for us, we'd love to answer those questions on the program. And uh, if you are interested in Russell's books, Russell's written, I don't know, something like 40 books, Russell, is that right? It's probably more than that now no it's around 60 different languages yeah 
different languages, something like 60 books. We have a whole bunch of those books sitting at SOMbookstore.com. You can give a donation in exchange for that book, and we're glad to get that into your hands. Well, hey, until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.